Hello, and welcome back to the TFA Scouted Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scully, and in this podcast, we take a look at players and coaches that we believe have very bright futures in the game. In the last episode, we looked at a man who has found his home back in his native Switzerland, Cedric Iten, who has hit double figures for BSA Young Boys this season after struggling abroad for a number of years. Today, though, we will actually be analysing our first goalkeeper of the TFA Scouted series and a player who is one of the brightest young goalkeepers in European football, Lucas Lund, or Lucas Lund Pedersen, to give him his full name. Lucas Lund is just 23 years of age as of recording this in April 2023, but he has spent his entire footballing career with Viborg in Denmark. Lund's performances have also caught the eye of international team scouts at Denmark as he has played for his country in every age group from under-17s to under-21s, apart from the big one, making his first-team debut. Lucas is having a fine season, and it's just a matter of time before a club from a top-five league come calling. But let's look at why. Before we begin, though, please make sure to rate the podcast. Five stars, hopefully. It's greatly appreciated, as always, and it helps us to grow the podcast and to get more and more excellent guests on, and to get more and more ears on the podcast, too. So now, without further ado, let's get into our analysis of the goalkeeper by first speaking to my co-host and DFA recruitment analyst, Brand Marquez. Bryant, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? Hey, Adam. I'm really good. I'm really happy to be here again. And not only to be here again, but today we, like, I feel this episode is very special because we <laughs> haven't done anything on a player on his position. It's our inaugural goalkeeper episode. It's... It's going to be interesting. I want to ask you, do you, I mean, do you get nervous when you scout a goalkeeper? Because I'm like, I can scout a centre forward. I can scout a number six is my favourite position. I've always loved number yeah. six or centre central defender or fullback, even winger, whatever. Goalkeepers, there's, it's not my, my specialty. So I get kind of yeah. anxious. How do you feel when you, when you're scouting a goalkeeper? Do you, do you know all the techniques and the, you know, what makes a great yeah, goalkeeper, especially with like diving routines and techniques and things look, like that? For me, my favorite player to scout is the center half. Well, look at this. I'm mm-hmm. saying center half. So you are like, <laughs> I'm talking like you. <laughs> You're talking like me. I think I've rubbed off in the air. Center half. You usually say center back. That's crazy. No, I like it. Keep going. <laughs> so my favorite position is to scout is center back. I really love them. But I have to confess, my first year of being a scout and even more than a year i really really didn't want to look at goalkeepers <laughs> because yeah. it scared me a lot like i don't know it's a position that you have to really watch in detail and all that and, and they don't obviously enter that much in actions like other players mm-hmm. so i i went to ask um some friends of mine that works in clubs or agencies that scout or work with goalkeepers, and they told me about it. And right now, I really started to love uh, scouting um, goalkeepers. It, even um, this last week, I scout them um, four. So <laughs> it, it's a new thing for me. So new things can happen in football. <laughs> I have scouted one goalkeeper before, and it was the guy that's at Leeds now, I believe, was it Christopher Clayson? I hope I've said that correctly. He was with Valerenga in, or Valerenga in Norway, yeah. yeah at the time, I told the story in the podcast before, but I'll say it again, because why not, even in case you, the listener hasn't <laughs> heard it. I, what we used to do was, there was like a pitch sheet 
and there'd be pictures on it and you kind of it was on an old Excel spreadsheet a couple of years ago. It was two years ago actually this summer on TF in TFA and there was pictures on it and I put my name, Scout Report, Christopher Clay, and I was like, Yeah, I'll take that. Put my name down. Looked him up, goalkeeper. I thought, oh no. I thought he was a <laughs> I was expecting to be like yeah. a central midfielder. You know, just kind of or a deep line playmaker or something. He was a goalkeeper and I thought, you know, crap. So anyway, I actually contacted a former podcast guest, uh, Dr. John Harrison, who is an expert in goalkeeper analytics, an expert in goalkeepers, just an incredible, incredible guy when it comes to to, to goalkeepers. He really helped me. You, I used his Twitter threads as well, which are fantastic. Please go check him out as well. He's actually genuinely incredible. I use his Twitter threads to help me like with techniques. I think, so if you look up Christopher Clay's and Scout Report, it will be there and it will be written by me, Adam Scully. But but I can't remember a single technique that I I, I memorize from John. So that's my, so if it comes to like, so when it comes to like analyzing Lucas Lund, who we're going to speak about now, I've, I've, I'm completely useless. I, I, so I, I kind of look at the general thing. So Bryant is going to provide the main source of analysis for this podcast. Bryant, talk to me about Lucas London. He is, fun fact, he's one centimetre bigger than me. He's 195, I'm 194, which kind of made me sad. He is six foot five, though. He's six foot five. So that, means, that means you are 20 centimetres higher than me, so that's a big difference. 20? God, wow. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm six five. I know the guests that come on don't see that because, well, I'm on a camera. So like, I don't usually stand up. Um, but yeah, he is one centimetre bigger than me, which which kind of pe- peeved me a little bit, but it's okay. I, my, my ego can take the hit. Um, what, what are your first impressions then when you watched Lucas Lund? Because he's a really exciting goalkeeper, to be fair. And for someone like me, who's not really that excellent at analysing goalkeepers, I can still see that he has a lot of potential. Yeah, but he has a really good um, potential. He has a really... Uh, characteristics of being a modern goalkeeper and all that, not mm-hmm. only because of um, this new disabilities uh, with the ball and all that, but he's a really good um, goalkeeper with his shot stopping. So the first thing I go and watch to the goalkeepers is their positioning, their, their body posture against shots and, and against chances even of, of the, the, the rival teams. You know, if he is... Um, I don't know he, if he's moving a lot, if he's more calm and all that. So Lucas Lund is a very uh, proactive goalkeeper in the way he's moving from side to side on his own position. Uh, he uses a like a middle body posture. He's mm. not on the floor. Like I don't know if you have watched the if the listeners have watched Mendy Edward Mendy at detail. He literally. Uh, puts his arms nearly on the floor. So goalkeepers adapt this kind of postures to, I don't know, to be more secure, to save uh, low shots, to save high shots, to make a, a really good jump and all that. But Lucas Long, like adapts a really middle posture, body posture on, on his goal and he's very mobile when he's waiting for a shot. And... That's a, a really good thing about him because when players go inside the box or even outside of the box preparing the shot, he's prepared. He's prepared, he's moving. He wants to give that previous step that it could be 
bad for you, but at times it's so good for goalkeepers because if you recognize where the shot is going, that previous step is going to do the work for you. So Lucas Lund shows a really interesting uh, reflexes, like like his ability to parry away shots is amazing because you can be a wall on 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 your goal on 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 your zone but if you don't have the technique to know how to parry the ball away you know like to deflect the ball into the sides into a corner and not into a, a rebound on the box and all that it's important that a goalkeeper does that and Lucas Lund does it really really well and that's one of the things um that's one of the most key things of uh, Lucas Lund in this um, type of phase of the game, you know, because he can be so good. You can find goalkeepers so good at one phase and not in the other. But at this one, he has been really good. Uh, last season, he was so good on this against long shots. He's very good. He has the power to jump and to deflect the shot to a corner. But I think his best ability are the reflexes inside the box. He so concentrated on where the ball is coming, where the goal, where the ball is going, like to the yeah. player and all that. So he wants to predict where the shot is going. And he's really, really good at it. He has this instinct instinct um in his zone, in his position that is so important. He's not a goalkeeper that waits that long to take the jump and dive for a shot. Mm -hmm. So, and I and one thing I really love about Lund is that he uses his legs to open his body and save balls with that, like to save shots with uh, opening his legs, going to the floor and not like diving every time, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, let's actually just break down the the shots into say mid to short range and then long shots okay you know no, that's not that's not a wonderful you know way to to break up distances and and the type of shots coming at him is just kind of what came to my head but is as i find some goalkeepers are much better at long distances than short distances whereas some are really good at short distances and struggle maybe for from long distances because your posture is a bit different for, for both of them. You, your body posture will have to be different. You need to get your timing right. So obviously you have short range. It, it, it focuses more on your reflexes, whereas I feel when you're when you're up against a long-range shot, you have to do a little more thinking because it's not a reflex. Yeah. It's not off the cuff. It's you, you, you're trying to get your position right, your timing, you know, how far you are from each post. And an example of this would be uh, Irish goalkeeper Gavin Bazunu, who's with Southampton, of course, had a had a decent season with Southampton, albeit they are kind of on the cusp of going down the Premier League. But he is Re the Republic of Ireland's number one goalkeeper. Incredible at short range, incredible at short range. But 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 from long range, he really struggles, really struggles. Um, and it's it, it's interesting because it's almost like when when it comes to using his own reflexes, he's he's fantastic. It's like it's natural to him, but when he's forced to think a little bit more and to have his position right, he struggles. So, talk to me about Lucas London, Bryant, in that same respect. And you know, you kind of said he was good at both, but you touched on he was he was very good 
from short range, using his reflexes a little bit more. Yeah, he's good at bold, but he's excellent inside, like with shots inside the box. Does and, he does he have weaknesses then when it comes to shot stopping? Is there a certain type yeah, of in terms of shot stopping, I believe he has this one weakness on how he wants to uh close the gap in the near post. You know, these kind of chances mm-hmm. where uh, the players are coming inside the box at a really high speed and they're looking to um take a low shot even at his near post or far post. So in that occasions he's not that quick to maybe stretch his leg and parry the ball yeah. away if the ball is going to the uh, far post. But the weakness I found here, here in his shot stopping is how he closes his gap, the gap between the near post and him. So some shots have been a nutmeg or between that space. And th- those are kind of things players have and goalkeepers and defenders, center, um, strikers all have. You know, we, we talked last week about Cedric Eden, that he was a really good um player hitting the ball with his head and with his foot it wasn't like like a not that good it, it was good but it wasn't excellent for me especially for me that that was my opinion yeah. so you find this this type this kind of things in football you can find a goalkeeper who saved the most difficult shots but then the easiest ones are a problem for him and you, they are players they have to work on that and Goalkeepers that don't save long shots but save inside the box exist. I mean, both of them exist. I mean, De Gea or Thibaut Courtois mm-hmm. are both that save everything. And for me, they in in this kind of shot shot stopping phase, they are for me the the two best goalkeepers in the moment right now. Just purely uh, like the thinking of shot stopping, yeah. and I really think this kind of how he, he how mobile and dynamic Lucas Lund is inside the box he comes out he comes uh, he stays on his line in regular plays like he goes to a 1v1 he opens his body really good um against crosses he stays on his line he prefers to stay there and see what the heading that the header of of the rival player or the shot is coming or, or what the defenders can do for him. So mm-hmm. it, it's pure based on styles, the styles of the players, how they want to do these kind of things. And Lucas Loon wants to do it like that, like to against crosses. And it's something um, aerially, he's, he's very tall. He's very, uh, he has long arms to get the ball. And his technique, you know, to like... Uh, take the ball to his chest and like hug the ball, you know, yep. these actions to be really safe and don't give a rebound. That's a really good attribute because some goalkeepers are really unsafe against aerial balls mm-hmm. in this way. They're looking for the ball with the two hands and they don't want to put it on his chest or they don't punch the ball. And really Lucas Lund, uh, especially, he just, he wants to get the ball and, and bring it onto his chest and be very secure and, and try to give the his team the, the the safety they want against this type of of crosses. But but one of the weakness I found on Lucas Lund in the aerial moments is especially on set pieces. He prefers to stay on his line and look for 
like I said, to save rather than to punch it or to grab the ball. Here at I'm getting uh, I'm getting David De Gea flashbacks as you speak, just from every single game I've ever watched him play. Um, I think actually just just to chime in there with kind of my own thoughts on that that kind of goalkeeper. It's a risky strategy. And you said about set pieces, but I just mean crossing in general. It's a risky strategy from goalkeeper because one, you're relying on your defenders to clear the ball. You're the only player on the pitch that can use their hands. I yeah. find it really frustrating when a goalkeeper doesn't or can't, especially when they're big. I mean, Lucas Dunn's a big guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm he's my size, and I know I can go out there and clear a <laughs> box if I wanted to. You know what I mean? If I'm playing Sunday League football. So I, I, I find it incredibly frustrating. I also kind of find it dangerous because if, if the ball comes in, say, from a set piece, you're only American or a mix of man-marked zone, whatever, whatever you want to do. Ball comes in, opposition player climbs above everyone, and he heads the ball. The goalkeeper's on his line. Already, the gap is... You haven't closed the gap in any way, shape, or form, so yeah. the player can kind of head the ball to the corner and he's pretty much going to score, and I find that as a, a bit of a risky strategy, and I think that's what you were going to allude to there, but I just... I kind of wanted to chime in my own two cents because I just... I mean, it, 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 it incredibly frustrates me. And I think... Well, football and life, it's about risk. And both of them is risky. You know, because if you go out, you are, you can be in trouble if you didn't like measure well where the ball is and you failed the punch or you failed the ball. And the other team could score a goal because of your mistake. And then if you stay on your line, you, you can be like predicting this kind of uh, stretch to one side but at times a player can surprise you going to the near post or far post and then you like stick onto your line and the goal is almost a, a certain thing yeah. you know because you can close gaps so fast and the ball is, is crossed so fast and the header again brings it more pace to how the ball is coming to, to, your, to your goal so it's a risky thing to the both are risky, you know, to to be that kind but of goalkeeper. It's one of the but reasons. The is, it's one of the reasons why I love Thibaut Courtois so much because he is clearly a mammoth of a goalkeeper. In any way, I think he's six six and a half, touching six seven. Yeah. But he always comes out and claims the ball because he can, and nobody's taller than him. And he'll just walk. He'll just walk out to the box to the, outside the six yard box, pick the ball with one hand if he wanted to, and and the set piece at a corner or the the cross is dead. And I think that's. While he may not be as amazing as a shot stopper as maybe a David De Gea or even I suppose Allison this season who's been incredible, I think that gives Courtois that massive edge because you know set pieces are pretty much worthless to the opposition if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm talking purely on set pieces. It yeah. maybe be a that he's a strategy on on set pieces, but mm. in regular plays you can see Lucas Lund going off his line to clear the ball with his foot to clear mm. the ball even with his head. So he's a modern goalkeeper to go out and try to be the last defender of his team. And even more at these ages of football where high lines are a constant thing and you have so many spaces left behind that a, the goalkeeper has to be the last man, in my opinion. You know, it, the opinion yeah. is, is for all. and But in my opinion, the goalkeeper has to be the last defender not to stay on his line and bring that so much space to players. In occasions, it works because you make the player nervous you, the decisions they're going to make could be worse if they see that the goalkeeper doesn't come off. So 
it's always like a thing from this and a thing from the other. You have to pick like the middle point of that to mm -hmm. to to be in every position. You know, if you're a winger, you know you have you want you want to dribble, but you you don't have to do it every time. So you have to find the middle point of of that attribute of you, and then. We can find Lucas Lund so so good with the ball on his feet, and that is something. Well, actually, just um, before we kind of move on to that point, can I just I want to just share a stat of his yeah, yeah, yeah. the XG he's faced this season. So just as we move on or we move away from his shot stopping ability, he's faced thirty two XG. Uh, my my Irishness always comes out when I say thirty. I try and I try and properly say thirty, but I just I just can't. My dub my Dublin accent comes out. He's faced an XG of thirty two <laughs> this season. Uh, that I, that does include the championship playoff round. Sorry, that it does include it. Um, and he's prevented six goals. So he's prevented six goals himself in in the league for uh, Viborg this season. I believe they've conceded. Well, they've one of the best defenses in the league, so I suppose it's it's not horrendous. Twenty five goals, I think. Yeah, they're probably the fourth best, yeah, fourth best defense in the really league. Yeah. Yeah. A really, that's yeah. a really good numbers. Yeah, they're the fourth best defense in the league. They would still have the fourth if you didn't get the six goals, but still six goals and six goals. And I'm, I'm the voice of TFA. I'm not the maths genius, but I would imagine <laughs> preventing six goals would mean he has helped them gain several points already. Which and they're sitting yeah, toward, and obviously the player around that toward, which is amazing. So we'll move on there from a shots up and Brian to kind of to to not close up the podcast. We still have two more topics, so we better move on quickly. Um, you use the term a few times in this podcast, modern goalkeeper. Can you? Would you call Lucas London modern goalkeeper? And also, please describe to us or to the listeners what a modern goalkeeper entails. Yeah, for me. People at this moment are talking about the modern goalkeeper only and purely about what he has to do on the ball. Mm -hmm. You can find goalkeepers that on the in their teams really doesn't use the their foots to to add something to the attacking phase. Um, you you can then find goalkeepers that are part of them with very simple tasks. Then you find. Goalkeepers, which are really good. I, I mean, um, Daniel Hewer Fernandez at Hamburg plays like a centre back. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we put, we, I actually put a tweet on the TFA Twitter account a few months ago, and his like his heat map is is like just inside his own half. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. So so he he, he plays like a that, that that's the extreme point. Then we we can see I don't know Jason Steele maybe at Brighton. Yeah. That kind of things of yeah. having the ball make you a goalkeeper, a modern goalkeeper, but not only that. And for me, the most important aspect right now in football is what I mentioned of running outside of your zone, of your penalty area to clear balls out and to be proactive. A sweeper eliminate... keeper. A sweeper keeper yeah, is sweeper what that's called. Keeper. Yeah, totally. So, to delete these actions, these this transitions because if you don't go out of your line you can have i don't know mo salah picking the mm -hmm. ball in, and you have like mo salah running to you having so much space so much time to think it's going to be 
a really bad situation. And yeah. it's something that happened um, to David De Gea, I think, twice. Oh, yeah. Happened to, in his whole career, it's happened to De Gea more than twice, Brian, I assure you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But against Salah, it, it, it happened twice. Yeah. So you have this kind of chances you could delete because you can play out of your of your zone and mm -hmm. just clear that ball out. You don't have to be like receiving the ball and making a pass. You just have to clear it out. So that's why, I mean, a sweeper keeper and a modern goalkeeper are so important to have in teams that play on a high line and that wants to play with the ball and all that. Lucas Lund is a really good player in the attacking phase and in transitions of his team. To delete them defensively, go clearing out, uh, stepping out of his zone, of his line, whatever you want to call it. And he is a really good player with the ball. His short passing, mm -hmm. especially, is one of his best attributes in the attacking phase. So when you have a goalkeeper that can open up spaces, breaking up lines, and that instantly adds to you more control and dominance to the possession of your team. Because mm -hmm. if you're in trouble, you're another team is pressing you high, and the goalkeeper just clears the ball out and gives the ball to the other team, again, you, you are not dominating games. You know? You are giving the ball to the other team and you're just waiting. But when a goalkeeper has this press retention, or at least this intelligence to scan previously and not only clear the ball away, if he can scan and look for a long ball or even a short pass, that's the kind of thing football is evolving right now and the position of the goalkeeper is evolving right now. And Lucas Lund not only has this ability to beat the press and attract them, releasing passes and making really good um, through passes for the possession of his team. But as well, he can be classic and take that long ball out, clear the ball out when he's in trouble. That's fantastic because, as I said, you have to find the middle point between several profiles because and roles because you're not a player on one position. You're a player on several roles that you have to add something about everyone. Like you're a midfielder and you want to distribute the ball, you have to attack the box as well and all that, and you're going to be a complete player. And as a goalkeeper, you have to be very complete because you're one of the most important players on the pitch and even one of the most that people judge so easily. And with the ball, uh, Lucas, I don't know at this moment which ability is the best on Lucas Lund's game because he's so good stopping the ball and stopping inside the box, especially as well, I said, but as well, he's so me, good with, with the ball and on his foot. Let me just quickly back up some of the points you've made because I'm looking at all of his data visits here we have available from Analytics, Analytics FC. I think when I bring the podcast out when we, when it's published, I'll probably post some of these on Twitter or at least one anyway, so that, you know can have them in correlation. Um, his heat map, there is more action in his heat map outside the box than there is in the bottom left corner, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so he's very comfortable playing outside the area, and he comes outside his box all the time in possession, and then out of possession. When you look at his defensive territory map and his average defensive or his average line, really where he stands, 
it's very close to the edgy area too. And a lot of his average defensive territory is outside the box. It's it it spills over to outside the box just ahead of the the D. So he's clearly a sweeper keeper, as we'd call it. I think it's very fair to call Lucas Lund a modern goalkeeper. And with that in mind, Bryant, where does he go in future? Who wants him? Does goalkeepers are a dime a dozen lately? Top modern goalkeepers are a dime a dozen. He, you know, even especially with bigger clubs, you look at Manchester United, who may need a new goalkeeper, and you have absolute like when you when you break down who they can get, it's really not that many because you most goalkeepers are already a top club. You can't get Courtois, he won't leave. You can't get Allison, no way they sell. Can't get Ederson, can't get Ramsdale, can't get Mike Minion. Probably he's uh, doing. I mean, they're still in Europe as well. AC Milan, Serie A champions, you know. It's really difficult to find a top goalkeeper. I have a club in mind where I think Lucas Lund could go, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Where can he go? Because you actually put him, or he's in tier one, sorry, of the TFA scouted report. So, which means tier one, he's in a top five league, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he's, he has the potential to be, to be there in a few years or even next season mm-hmm. uh, because he's so good. I don't know if he can take this big step like to the Premier League to Manchester United or something like that you know but I think a place I really see him feeling the most is Germany mm-hmm. um, the way teams play the way they want the goalkeepers to play and all that how important the goalkeepers they are like a, a, a really key figures because it's so transitional as well so yeah, they need the goalkeepers so to be good in yeah. transition Exactly. So transitional. So goalkeepers have to be proactive. Uh, in Germany, they want to attack so much from the wings. And you have to have this safe and proactive mm-hmm. goalkeeper. Um, so you, you just... Uh, I, I really find the Bundesliga a league where they could, they, he can he could play there. And even at Xabi Alonso by Leverkusen, it could be a really good team for him. Yeah, well, my my pick's going to be really lazy, okay? But it kind of makes sense, but it's going to be lazy. David Raya's contract is out at the end of the season, I believe. He yeah. wants to leave. He won't sign a new deal. I think he's rejected two or three offers now for Brentford to stay. I, Thomas I, Frank... I know what, where you're getting there. Why, but Thomas, Frank, getting... Well, Thomas <laughs> Frank's also Danish, and so is London. It just kind of, <laughs> I just feel like he, he would have scouted him, and it makes sense. I don't know. Again, I'm just... It's lazy. I have no... I have no process I've used or to like back up my, my argument. I just think like Brentford are probably going to sell a goalkeeper. The manager's Danish and he's Danish and they need a new keeper. That's my that's my logic. So there you go. That's that's uh, and, and he has Danish players, so it, it's yeah. a good uh, <laughs> thought. But it, it's like um, me sending Moritz Kjaergaard to Leipzig when he's at Salzburg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Again, I, my logic was very flawed, but I'm. No, but it's a good it's a good chance. Yeah. It, it, not a good chance, but a good team to to fit in. And David Raya is one of the for me one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League because of how modern he is, how good he does the the things he he does, and yeah. that's why Manchester United want him to mm-hmm. to be in. I don't know if in a short, medium, or long term to be the Hayes replacement, but he's a really good name to to have on the list, but. Uh, for me, it's he's a really good goalkeeper, young. He's in a really good league to keep developing where tactics are evolving 
game by game and they're becoming mm-hmm. more uh, flexible and uh, they're doing so much not new things but really interesting things that players there are really enjoying it because you can see it in the last i don't know three to four years teams are teams from the top five or out of the visa belgium portugal they sign in players from there so they know the academies the teams are doing really good jobs not only because they are good and they have talent it's because the player they have been exporting right now it's intelligent tactically intelligent tactically flexible so you find really good and interesting players there yeah and i also think it's important to make the 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 note that lucas lund is 23 now and goalkeepers can kind of play for until they're 40 i mean just look at ben foster yeah yeah save a penalty yeah well i was gonna say i was gonna say today throwing the cat out of the bag um i should have said last week but sorry so this is recorded the exact day that um ben foster literally saved wrexham in the last <laughs> in the 96 minute against Notts county but he's 40 and i mean goalkeepers can play yeah. till they're 40 at a really high level so development won't be it, development isn't linear anyway but yeah you know so that's not to say this we're not sitting here saying lucas lund will you know, go on an upward trajectory from here to Brentford to oh, nearly coursed Manchester United to another great club, whatever, and then finish his career out. But it just means that there's potential there. Keep an eye out in the future. He may stay in the Danish Super League for a couple more years before eventually making the jump across the water to a top five league, which is ultimately where we believe he can go. Brian, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I really enjoyed this chatting to all the listeners at home. I hope you enjoyed as well. Make sure to tune in on Friday for another regular episode of the TFA podcast. Also, make sure to rate the podcast too and share it with your followers, friends, and family as it really helps us to grow. Thank you all for listening and goodbye for now.